Number one, you as a patient have to be open to the idea and the suggestions that I give you. And I mean this so emphatically and so empathetically. I personally struggle struggle so much with enacting a lot of the treatment plans that naturopathic medicine has to offer because they are very simple, but they are not easy. It is not easy to change your diet. It is not easy to do a diet, an elimination challenge, meaning you take away a bunch of foods, probably foods that you love, and then reintroduce them. Hey mama, are you in your third trimester and starting to freak out about the postpartum period? We'll take a deep breath and welcome to the new mom naturopath podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway, a naturopathic physician and a fellow mom who's been in your shoes. From mindset techniques to holistic strategies for your health, we'll empower you to navigate motherhood with confidence and vitality. So grab a comforting cup of tea, or who are we kidding, coffee, and let's dive in to this incredible chapter of your life. My goal of this podcast is to embrace the naturopathic principle of docere, which means to teach. I really want you to learn practical advice on how to actually improve your postpartum experience, but this does not replace the use of your own personal physician. Any and all medical advice should be done and taken through the careful and personal decisions of your medical doctor. Have you checked out my free resource, Preparing for Postpartum? A 12-question guide to help couples prepare for postpartum by having open communication and addressing problems before they happen. Please check it out at thenewmomnaturopath.com and also check out my bonus episode that includes a detailed guide of how to go through this process step-by-step. Hi, welcome to the New Mom Naturopath podcast. I am so excited I wasn't supposed to be recording today, and technically I'm not supposed to do my batch recording until next week, but my husband got me a really cool little gadget for my podcast so that the audio sounds better. We'll see if it actually works. And I also just really feel passionate about the topic I'm talking about today. So here goes nothing. I I am currently working at getting established in a bunch of clinics, working with a bunch of different providers, and I've had the privilege to shadow under a lot of different providers and figuring out what, you know, the real core issues are with people and, like, all the the things, and I feel like deep down, I get really frustrated that our world is focused on treatments and diagnostics all the time, and that sounds so crazy to me to even say out loud, but I feel like there's such a huge attachment to labeling the condition that you're experiencing, and there's such a huge attachment to the the treatment plan I give you, be that, be like an injection, a procedure, a medication, or a supplement, like there's just so much that says like if I, if I come to you and I tell you all the things that are wrong with you, and... Hi, Shane. It's my cat. If I tell you all the things that are wrong with me, then I'm going to, first off, get the answer. Why? I'm going to figure out why. Whether or not the medical community actually has an answer or they're just labeling a group of symptoms together is a whole other debate. 
but then the assumption is that once I get that diagnosis, once I get that, like, that butter, I'm going to just have the answer because I found the answer. And the reality is, and, and also just by going to the doctor, the assumption is that the, the, the doctor is going to hold the key to making you feel better. And I, I love that idea because, you know, altruistically, that's why I went into medicine. I want to help people feel better. And I want to be the one that helps you figure out the problem. I really want to give you a diagnosis. I want to give you a specific diagnosis because let's be real. I don't want to just give you a diagnosis. I want to give you a diagnosis that has a solution that I already know what the answer is. Because then my job is easy. It's just like here, A plus B equals C. Where you're going to feel better tomorrow. But the reality is it's so much more complex than that. Number one, you as a patient have to be open to the idea and the suggestions that I give you. And I mean this so emphatically and so empathetically. I personally struggle struggle so much with enacting a lot of the treatment plans that naturopathic medicine has to offer. Because they are very simple, but they are not easy. It is not easy to change your diet. It is not easy to do a diet an elimination challenge, meaning you take away a bunch of foods, probably foods that you love, and then reintroduce them. It really isn't easy to commit to taking a ton of herbs that taste like crap and for an extended amount of time at a very high cost with no guarantee that you're going to feel better because this is the 15th person you've come to see. And so for me... The job is not necessarily what I thought it was. You know, it's not necessarily me providing you the procedure, the medication, the answer, the diagnosis. For me, my job as a physician is to morph your mindset to being open to changes that you don't want to make. And there are changes that are good and there are changes that are bad. And a lot of times, in I think the, the fault of our field is to assume that things that are easy to do or simple, like diet changes or exercising or just going for a walk after eating or whatever it is that I'm suggesting that is a fundamental part of of health that everyone knows. Like, I'm not going to pretend like you don't know that eating more vegetables and going for walks and exercising regularly isn't healthy. I'm not going to insult your intelligence in that way. But I will say the hard part about it is the commitment and consistency that it is required for transformation to actually occur. And also having the open mindset of being able to accept that knowledge as something that you yourself can actually do. So I'm just going to go into a story that I, it stuck with me. I didn't see this patient. I didn't have like any attachment to it so I heard this from another student but it stuck with me this story stuck with me these students at my school were seeing a patient and this woman was convinced that her problems really did stem from hormones like she was convinced she was tired nauseous having issues with numbness and tingling like she was convinced she had read it online and no matter what the students told her she was not convinced that it was the fact that her hemoglobin A1C was a 9, which means that you're, you have diabetes. 
um, in simple terms. <laughs> and so I, so like students like tried to convince her like, no, you would probably feel better with modifications to your diet. You can add medications. These are the options. And going through like a, dis- a decision guide, um, we usually go through like the Mayo Clinic Diabetes Decision Guide, which shows all the pros and cons of each of the introductive medications, what the standard treatment options are, what are some naturopathic options that are available, which, by the way, there are tons. And so I, you know, they were trying to get this person to try to get a little bit their head around this idea that the symptoms they were experiencing were not what they Googled, were not what they really thought. And they were hitting dead end after dead end after dead end because she just was so stuck on this idea that all of it was caused by hormones. It was all hormones. She needed estrogen. She needed progesterone, something to do with hormones. That was the way she was like in her head. That was the stuck needle point. And so we all go back to our supervisor. All right. And I'm talking as if I'm the student, but all the students go back to their supervisor and he goes, okay, well, and he kept giving them advice of like, okay, we'll try it this way, try it this way, and like giving them the ability to try to troubleshoot a very difficult conversation on their own. And finally, all the students were like, we're not getting anywhere, we need help. And so that my professor, that professor walked into the clinic and was like, or walked into the patient room and just was like, I'm hearing that you think your hormones are out of whack. And so gave her the opportunity and the ability to explain all the symptoms she was experiencing, all the things that was going on. And he kind of just listened to her, let her talk, let her experience feeling heard. And so he, he repeated back to her what he heard her say. And then he goes, I agree with you. I think it is hormones. And all the students are like, what? <laughs> you literally, that's exactly the opposite we talked about. There's no, like, what the heck? There's no way that that's, this is not hormones. <laughs> like, it's not hormones. And then he goes, do you know a hormone called insulin? And all the students went and like, light bulb. (laughs) And the patient was like, wait, insulin's a hormone? And so then he goes into this physiology lesson that was like, you know, not, it was just like insulin, diabetes is like insulin not being regulated properly by the body. And insulin is a hormone that's produced by your pancreas. And like all the things that insulin does, and was able to meet this patient where she was at. And because he used her verbiage, because he used her language, she was open to the concept and the idea that she could take action that didn't include estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, those kind of hormones. And she was stuck on the vocabulary of, I think it's my hormones. And so I use that story to describe the fact that Sometimes our mindset isn't necessarily in the right place to accept the treatment options that are available. And also, it's sometimes not the physician who is the problem in getting to the end goal. And I think that a lot of times with chronic illnesses, we look at physicians and say like, oh, sh- they didn't hear me. They don't want to, they didn't want to, they didn't want to validate anything I'm saying. And that does happen. I'm not denying it totally does happen. I see it time and time again with patients that come in and they say like, all these things are wrong and no one will connect the symptoms and everyone just keeps blowing me off or saying it's in my head. And so I'm not denying that does not happen. But what I can say is that sometimes when you walk into a a physician's office, you're not open to their ideology or their thought process because you've already shut that door in your head. 
And the reality is that sometimes that objectively is the answer. You just don't want it to be the answer. Because let's be real, no one wants the answer to their problems to be, I have to change everything about my life right now. I have to actually go work out. I have to actually eat vegetables. I have to actually figure out how to have a balanced meal with a protein, a carb, and a, and and some sort of veggie in every meal. Like, I have to figure out how to sort my life out in a different way. And in reality, no one really wants to have the commitment to take the pills every day, but it's a lot easier than committing to working out or making a change to your mindset, being open to new ideas and new ways of thinking, even if there's something that someone has considered in the past. So I say all this in this podcast to say that you might be the one getting in your way. You might be the one getting in your way of getting better. You might be the one getting in the way of feeling like I need to get better. And I'm not saying that as a judgment because the reality is I do that all the time. I get upset that I'm tired and then I realize, wow, I had five shots of espresso, two sodas in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, yeah, I drink soda. Sometimes I just need to be awake. I didn't drink any water. I forgot to cook vegetables for dinner, so I had french fries and, and beef. Like, let's be real. I There's nothing wrong with any of those things. There's nothing wrong with having a day like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Zero shame. But at the same time, I can't get upset when later on I feel like crap or I'm tired or I can't sleep. And then the rest of the week is crap because I haven't given myself the ability to take care of who I am as a person. So I say this and I keep saying that phrase over and over and over again and that's okay because I'm learning to how to get my brain to not say like, um, mm, uh, mm, mm. so I just decide to put little isms in there that I say all the time when I'm talking to real people. But in summary, you might be the person getting in the way. And I know that I'm the person getting in my own way. It's so much easier to be on the other side. It's so much easier to be telling someone, all right, I know that you're frustrated. I know that you feel like this is not the right answer and you feel unheard. But I think that if we take a step back and really try this out, we might see a different result. And that is why I started this podcast. Now, my podcast is focused on women's health. It's focused on postpartum. And I say all of this during postpartum because this is a time in your life where you are so solely focused on another human being that it is so easy to forget that you matter too. Your health matters too. Your decision to eat better, to to work out, go for walks, focus on your core strength, be present with your child, getting the sleep you can when you can, and the mental mindset shifts that have to happen in order for you to have peace in this very stressful time really do matter. And it's a time where you literally could neglect yourself so easy and then wonder a few months down the road, why do I feel like this? Your body is going through a metamorphosis. It already has done part of it. But this is the time for your body to not go backwards, but to reset back to a new normal, which I hate that phrase after the last three years. But the reality is pregnancy is a cataclysmic event in the human body. And if you do not make the commitment to be open-minded to the idea 
that you matter, that your health matters, that every day you can make a commitment to who you are as a person. And sometimes mentally that means having the ice cream. I'm not telling you that you can't be unhealthy or you can't have the treat or the joys. And I'm so talking to myself here. I can't even tell you how often I want McDonald's. I cannot tell you how often I love a good a good gallon of ice cream. It's not that I want to pr- deprive myself of the joys of living a life. I never want to do that for my patients. In fact, I was talking to a doctor today about how the first time I went to a naturopath, the first thing they did was take away coffee. And I just, just well, nope. Literally, the first thing I did, they did is take away my coffee. And if you know me, I started dating my husband, like, and he, his first thing is he, did, he didn't drink coffee at that time. I, I converted him to a very heavy coffee drinker. <laughs> but he would ask me, like, why do you drink so much coffee? And I'm like, I love the flavor. I do not drink coffee because I need the energy. At the time, I was drinking coffee because I like coffee. I like I like lattes. I like a cup of black coffee. I like I like just the flavor, the pairing it with food. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so to have that be something that someone took away from my diet was traumatic, to say the least. To say, walking up to someone and be like, just give up what you love. Give up something that you absolutely adore. And I cannot do that to a patient. I've gone to work for clinics and it was kind of the clinic understanding that we would take people through a diet elimination challenge. And there are some patients where it's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. No problem. But there's a lot of patients where they'll they'll be asked, you know, can we take away dairy? Can we take away gluten? See how you feel and then we'll reintroduce it. And over time, maybe you'll be able to get it back into your diet. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll feel so much better that it'll be worth the challenge of going through that elimination. But I hate, I hate taking away something that someone loves. And I know a lot of people be like, well, you can offer substitutions and add things back. Well, they did that. They did that for me. They offered me Ticino and like a mushroom blend and like, a couple of other suggestions that were supposed to be better than coffee or taste just as just like coffee. I'm like, chicory root tea does not taste like coffee in any world and any planet in any way, and it just doesn't work. And I, <laughs> I literally, <laughs> this is just another tangent. But my mother, when I was young, would have these. Skinny cow sandwiches, these ice cream sandwiches that she would buy because she was always trying to be health conscious. She was always trying to be um, putting herself in the right place and mentally. And she wanted to have ice cream, but she didn't want to feel guilty about it. So that was what she did for her guilty pleasure is she bought skinny cows ice cream. And if you don't know, it's an American product that is like a third of the fat of regular ice cream. And at first it's like, this is okay. It's not bad. You know? It doesn't taste like ice cream, but it's not bad. Like, it doesn't, like, they're, they're okay. 
but my mom loved them because they she could have the guilty pleasure she could have three and it would be the same as a regular ice cream so she could have more or she could satisfy her craving with just one and it worked for her and that's great and that's wonderful and so happy that she found something that she could fixate on and I didn't know at the time but she has ADHD so do I so she used that as a hyperfixation and that is what we bought for a long time we did not buy regular ice cream because she didn't want to be tempted which makes sense but I have to tell you I made a promise I would never live a skinny cow life I've always said to my husband I don't do skinny cows I don't do half-ass, and I don't usually curse in this podcast, but I don't do it. I don't do, I don't do, like, middle of the road. I don't do, I, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all in. If I'm going to have ice cream, I'm going to have the ice cream. I'm going to try to limit my servings. Never actually happens, but I'm going to eat ice cream. I'm not going to go through the skinny cow thing. And so, when someone said, take away coffee... And replace it with like a tea that doesn't taste anything like tea. I was like, this is a skinny cow life thing. I'm not going to do it. I'll limit my coffee intake. I'll reduce it. I think I should be not dependent on the caffeine. Like, you know, it's pretty bad that I can't go a day without it or I get a migraine. Like, that's bad. That's not good. That's addiction. Like, (laughs) call it what it is. But at the same time, you can't just take away someone's joy and not replace it with something better. And so I struggle with that as a naturopath. I struggle as a, as a doctor to give someone advice about something and not realize that it has cataclysmic effects on their whole worldview, their whole mental health. And at the core of their life is their mental health and the strategies they take in order to feel better. And how dare I sit on a high horse and tell people exactly how they should do it And not sit with the uncomfortable fact that it is a crazy thing to go through. It is a really hard thing to go through to change your fundamental needs. Your core, um, what do we call them? Uh, The determinants of health is the fancy word. It's really hard. Sometimes, if we're talking financially, it's almost impossible. But it is really hard to make the commitment to change. And if I make someone, like, the assumption that someone can do it on the first time they see me, I am smoking something. Like, I am I am on something. If I think that someone, because there's no way. I have gone to countless people as a patient where it was just assumed that, oh, you came to me for my advice? Here's the diet plan I want you to be on. Do it. and I cry in the office every time because food is my coping mechanism it is not just my coping mechanism at this point it's my hyperfixation of which mac and cheese is losing its like you know dopamine kick so I'm trying to find a new one any tips I'd love them but my point in all of this is that be open to the suggestions that people give But also know your boundaries. Know what you mentally can take. Know what you can't take. Just because someone offers you advice and they are a doctor doesn't mean you have to take it. It might mean that you can't be their patient because moving forward, what's the point? And then finally, it's okay to admit weakness. It's okay to admit, I don't think I can do that. Do you have another option for me? 
I don't think I'm physically capable of going for a walk after every meal. That is not a realistic expectation of my life right now. Okay, what if we just did it during one meal? Or, you know, work with your team. Work with your healthcare team. Ask questions. Take things with a grain of salt. Now, I'm not telling you not to go with medical advice. That's not what I'm saying because that would get me in a heap of trouble. But just because someone offered you advice does not mean it has to be taken as gold or as the, the ultimate yes. You can get a second opinion. If your gut does not agree intuitively with what is going on in your healthcare plan, you can make changes. Don't make them without talking to a professional. Don't make changes that you don't know anything about or that you've just Googled and found it on some weird guru website. Don't do that. But if you don't agree with your professional, find a new one. Find someone who supports you. Find someone who works with you. Now, I will say this, that a good person on your team is to have someone that you agree with, but that just pushes you just a little bit, that, that pushes the trigger. The people in my, my, my life that have built a huge, solid foundation, that have moved me in my growth immensely, are people that bug the heck out of me, that just like grind my gears, that just make me like, ugh, ugh, you know? But then I'm like, oh, but they're right. Oh, they're right. And it's in that moment where I'm like, wow, you hit it on the nail. You just hit the nail on the head. That's the phrase I want. You hit it. And I can't think the way I used to think anymore. It's always okay to second guess what's going on. But you have to remember that you might be the biggest roadblock towards getting better. If this has really made a difference in your life, if you really feel like you need someone to help push you through the difficult times in your postpartum period, or whether you are actually going through men uh, severe mental health, or if you're talking about going through treatment for chronic illness, I do coaching. I am a life coach. I work with post mainly postpartum women who are going through this transition of having a brand new body that is morphing by the second as you continue to go back to a similar body but not the same as before baby and also the mental health aspect of that transition from women to motherhood and sometimes I'm going to tell you it's not straightforward sometimes it's boring sometimes it's really scary I remember feeling like I don't know who to call I called my son's pediatrician office more times than I would like to admit. And I have a medical degree. I have all the training in the world. I should know. That's the terrible word right there. Should. And I still felt like I really wanted someone on my team. and wanted someone to help me. And I'm here to support you through that. I'm here as a guide to help you. If you think that I'd be a really great fit, email me at admin at the new mom naturopath.com and I can get you scheduled for a free 15 minute consultation and we'll see if we're a really great match and if we can move forward together. I really hope that you enjoy this podcast and you learn something and I really hope to work with some of you moving forward. Have a wonderful day and I hope you listen to the podcast every Monday and Thursday is when I come up with new episodes. I will see you back here on Thursday.
Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I really hope you learned something and grew during this episode. If you could leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be so helpful for me. If you have any questions, email me at admin at thenewmomnaturopath.com. And as always, please join our Facebook group, The New Mom Naturopath, on Facebook. Have a wonderful day.